0: We definitely hope you're doing well. We're your hosts. I'm Yvonne Brandenburg, joined by the lovely and farm overwhelmed Jordan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had asked my neighbor the other day to drive me to go get a bale of hay because like Matt took the truck to Tennessee. Oh and like We thought we, like, I didn't think my goats were this fat. We (laughs) thought that the round bale would last us. It used to last us like a month and a half to two months. And now these fatties here are making it last almost exactly a month. And so I needed to refill the round bale two days before Matt got home. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah.
0: And those those are not light
1: no, I know. You guys should see me and my kids, like, pushing them in there. It's got to be a sight because it's, like, it's it's just got to be a sight. Like, it's not, it's definitely not easy. There's a lot of turning that we got to do. There's a little oh hill God. that we got to go up on. Like, it's...
0: Oh, no. I can but, imagine. That's crazy.
1: I will say my kids know hard work, because, like, <laughs> they, they, like they're just great like they haven't complained about helping me roll any of those bales of hay they just do it they just like help and they they truly work hard they're just good kids like they don't like bailey even started cleaning my pond and stuff for me now and like farm life man i i did cull some uh quail so we have some quail in the freezer now and matt's gonna take some of that back with him <laughs> he's like mm, sure we got chickens that we're building a coop for today that we gotta get outside. I'm probably gonna hatch some more chickens to sell because it's spring and so it's baby chick season and like
0: I know. We uh we ordered our chicks and they arrive in a week and a half, and I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm like, I have most of the stuff, but I'm just like, oh god. It's hey, like it's like the, more it's like and the more calm like... before the storm, I think. But
1: the more and more like chickens you get, the more and more like you realize you don't need to be that prepared like like our yeah but like hatched, i had like,
0: nothing before so like i have to get like all the stuff
1: this is true,
0: this is true. <laughs> you know i'm like my yeah, chicken coop's you... not quite ready yet so that's, well, that's and they're probably a big plan for the next couple weekends
1: how old are they gonna be? they're probably they're gonna, gonna be gonna day be old like...
0: chicks yeah, yeah
1: i was gonna say they're so you have to keep them inside at least yeah. for four to six weeks anyway
0: yeah all depending on the weather yeah it, which is weird because here's our weather talk guys um <laughs> my husband was like so do you think it's gonna get cold anytime soon and I was like I have no idea because right now like yesterday it was almost 70 degrees here it was like a beautiful day
1: you had the same weather I did yesterday then
0: I know it was crazy and it was just so night like we went outside and I'm like oh my god and today's supposed to be similar yeah, it was too. like, I'm going to open up the house and just get some fresh air in here. Cause like, it's been closed up like all winter. But then I was like, he, he's like, well, is it going to get cold anytime soon? And I'm like, I don't know. If you think about it, technically we moved like in two weeks last year, like, yeah, and it was feet of snow. Well, not feet. I mean, there was snow on the ground. Yeah, so I, I, was like, I don't know what it's supposed to be like. And he was like, Oh, good point. So yeah, I, I have no idea
1: yeah but by the time like by the time your chicks are able to go outside like it won't matter
0: yeah and like i've kind of looked at it and like well you know we'll we'll have them have like fun visits outside and
1: yeah mine are outside right now. to
0: like get them used to stuff because i'm it- not
1: i'm not sponsored but we have a super yard classic and it's great for like playtime outside and <laughs> i don't even
0: know what that is i'm gonna have to google it
1: it's a play pen. like it's oh, just like it's, okay. it's literally like a children's playpen it's plastic and we unfold it we do it we had it for the puppies originally when the puppies were mm, like first born mm. and then we had it, like, I use it as a gate to block off my front porch so the dogs can go on the front porch. We had it for the baby chicks. Bailey takes the ferrets out in it. And then we found actually a second one, like, on clearance. And so mm, now nice. it's, like, double the size because we, like, just put them together. It's great. Nice. I love it. And I just got some bird netting to go over the top of it.
0: Yeah, I have. we have one of those, what is it, the X-Pens or whatever, the, mm-hmm. the metal ones. Um, so we have one of those because I put it around our, fire, um, mm-hmm. our fireplace because I did not want the cats jumping on it Mm because they did it one time and thank God it had just like started. So it wasn't like I could still put my hand on it and not be a problem. But like, yeah, he jumped on it one time. I don't think anybody else has jumped on it when it's on. And I think part of it is because we do have like the pen around it, which, oh my God. Because I have dealt with burnt cats before because of the fires in California, and I was yeah. like, I do not want to deal with burnt feet, like just not a thing. So we do have the like baby gate essentially, yeah. and I figure I can use that sometimes to for the the chicks. And
1: I'm telling you, we need a we need a homesteading. Uh... I
0: know <laughs> God,
1: all God, this weird all stuff that I'm learning. I'm like, all right, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait till you learn how much chickens love chicken and bacon.
0: <laughs> like, I know. It's oh, it's kind of it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen that. It's kind of crazy. They love it so much. Oh, they're so happy.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's. I mean, if you think about it, like they're they're omnivores. Like they yeah. eat protein. Like that's that's a oh that's yeah. a thing right. Oh my like gosh.
1: one day I saw one of my hens catch a frog and like Ooh. yeah I was like I didn't know you guys like she was. Brutal. She was a savage. She was like, I was like, like, chicken legs. I had to like, I yeah, like I was out in the garage and I saw it happen because like I heard her, like whip it like onto the driveway. And I was like, I turned around to look and I was like, Oh, I had to like walk away. I was like, This is brutal. Like I'm like, this is violent. I'm out. I'm witnessing a crime. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Yeah, it was uh yeah, chickens are like you think you know about a chicken and then you just like just watch them behave one day and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I think the more I'm getting to know them, I'm like, Oh my God, they are backyard velociraptors. Okay.
1: They really are. (laughs) One of our new ones, actually we named, uh, man, we're coming up with some of the best names. This one's not the greatest, but we named it Raptor because like she was just running around like the first time we brought her outside, she was running around like she had no other speed other than stand and run. Oh, my and god. So, <laughs> like that's she so just funny. looked like a little raptor. <laughs> her name one of the other ones uh Rice Cakes. Rice cakes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Rice Cakes and Mug Cake, I think.
0: Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's wild.
1: Coming up with names is great.
0: Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. I haven't even talked to my husband about it, but I think, I think we're gonna stick with the German names because. Yeah,
1: because you're goats and stuff. So it's just a nice theme you got going yeah, on. Yeah,
0: I think if we if we can if we can manage it.
1: Yeah, our name a lot of lady names now. though. <laughs> that is a lot of <laughs> Gunther. Come on, Gunther's <laughs> a boy
0: name though.
1: I know that's what I was saying. I was offering you a German male name instead oh, of all the female I like, names.
0: I gotta come up with girl names. Although I think we feel like are supposed more... to have some
1: roosters. I don't know. We'll see. I f you're definitely gonna get some roosters out of that, I think.
0: Probably. Because we did I'm everybody, I'm I'm sure this is exactly why you came to listen to this show.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <talk about> <laughs> I'm telling you, Yvonne we need a separate podcast. I know. Right. <laughs> like,
0: um I did get some females but then we also got some that were non-sex just because like I was like I know I want at least one rooster I just hope that they're not all boys (laughs) because that would be a lot of boys and then I'd be like well
1: well, yeah my brother had that happen. his first batch of chickens he ever bought I don't know how he got so unlucky because Matt and I got very lucky, right? Mm. Our very first batch of chickens, we had 12 chickens and only got one rooster, even though we had no idea what the hell we were doing. And (sighs) we had no idea we needed to ask for pullets only. And like, it was, (laughs) we got lucky. (laughs) Nice. And so my brother bought, like, I think he bought like 20 chickens and no joke, 11 of them were roosters.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. And so he had to like call a bunch of them and mind you, he filled his freezer, but like he yeah he wanted the like he wanted them for the eggs for an obvious reason so yeah he learned how to you know do meat chickens way way sooner than i did because of that
0: (laughs) he's like well i wasn't planning to do it this quickly but yeah exactly yeah
1: haven't i talked about that anyway we probably should get into the episode
0: (laughs) uh just some quick housekeeping uh next month so march 2024 this is going to, it's March 9th. So mm-hmm. two, three weeks, two, three weeks from now, weeks some, from now. somewhere in there. Uh, yeah. We are doing our CE, which is going to be immune-mediated polyarthritis. Definitely, if you're an Internal Medicine for Vet Tech member, you are always invited for free for those. If you are not a member, you can sign up just for the one-off CE. It is live CE. It's race approved. So if you join it's us. $10. Yeah, it's it's ten dollars, which is not too bad in the grand scheme of things. But remember, if you're a member, it's always free to you. So you can find impa. all of our <laughs> what? Oh, so the impa. Talk about
1: impa. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and you can find all of our CE if you go to internalmedicineforvettex.com and you go CE join us. It's it's up there, and we can get you in. But yeah, it'll be fun to talk about. IMPA. I like talking about like the weird diseases.
1: Yeah. Are you talking about like IMPA? Or are you talking about what we're going to be talking about in a few seconds?
0: Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, you know what's funny is I feel like IMPA is not that weird for us.
1: Yeah, because that's what I was thinking I was like internal
0: medicine, we deal, I think, with a decent number. I mean. Not yeah. a ton, but a decent number of them.
1: Definitely way more than Distemper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, Distemper, we're like, I don't know, I've, I've, I've seen one.
1: I've
0: seen one. Right? And in this conversation that we're having today, which is Leshmania, dun, dun, dun. I've seen one of, Jordan, I've I don't think you've this. never seen Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never seen this. Yeah, and, and it's funny because the one that I did see, that dog actually was... It had been like recently adopted from Iran, I think is where it came from. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like when we got the history, and this is why you get a thorough history. We're like, oh, that makes more sense. Why your dog has this disease we don't usually see in the U.S. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting, and we'll we'll talk about where it's found and i uh i think i was horrified <laughs> by learning about this disease yeah that's kind of
1: how i felt learning last week uh about like just tick paralysis i was like holy cow i totally underestimated this disease yeah like, this
0: right is... yeah you're
1: <clears throat> I I don't like
0: parasites, and there's a reason why, because they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so this this falls into a horrible parasite. And if my friend Anita ever listens to these episodes, I feel like she would be very proud of me because I'm actually talking about parasites because I would make her teach my parasitology course every time because I get squidgy about parasites. So.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm impressed that I convinced you to do this one. I, know.
0: I think because it was interesting and cool, but it's still... Horrifies me. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into it. I pulled from a few sites, one being CDC because it's a zoonotic disease, which is another reason why it's terrifying. Uh, So I pulled from CDC Merck manual and I believe then, and I found like a research paper. So there's, there's a couple of, and it was very similar between them, but I definitely got from a couple of sites so here here we go teach me about some leash
1: mania yeah i've never seen it uh yeah you probably
0: don't want to see it or come in contact with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have enough
1: parasites of my own right now i'm good (laughs) (laughs) right
0: let's deal with the normalish parasites
1: okay so leishmania it is a
0: parasitic disease found in the tropics, subtropics, and Southern Europe, which, again, I said the dog was from Iran, so it's kind of, it falls into that category. It is in, as far as, like, the World Health Organization, it's considered a neglected tropical disease, which I thought was interesting. And I think part of that is because there's not great treatment for it, which Mm. we'll talk
1: about. Well, that, like... Spoiler alert! But just given by how it's spread, like yeah. how how could you possibly decrease the spread of that?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and this this is this is how it works. So almost exactly like heartworm in mosquitoes is how leishmania transmits with sand flies. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they're basically they. The sandfly bites the, I guess it's considered an intermediate host because, Mm
1: -hmm. or maybe
0: the sandfly is the intermediate host. Again, I don't do parasites. I feel
1: like the sandfly is the intermediate host. Yeah, now that I'm
0: saying it, the sandfly. So the sandfly bites... The victim. <laughs> I see and... how this episode's going. <laughs> <laughs> right. I so feel like the... we're both very giggly and like... This,
1: is, this just... is what happens
0: when I talk about parasites. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so the the, par- the sandfly bites whatever it is and it, it needs a blood meal exactly like the mosquito and then it transmits the parasite, the Leishmania. The, the problem... <laughs> The problem is sandflies are tiny. They're gnats. They're yeah, literally like they're gnats. They're <laughs> a fourth of the size or smaller than a mosquito. <laughs> so like mosquito netting is not a great protectant for sandflies, which is insane.
1: So mm-hmm. we call them sand fleas around here because like because they're more the size of fleas rather than flies. Yeah. You know? Well,
0: and I think and it was crazy learning about sandflies because I think there's over like I can't even remember how many different kinds of quote unquote sandflies.
1: I'm sure over like 200, at least oh, over here,
0: 200. <laughs> like Here's here's I knew I wrote it down somewhere. So over 90 different sandfly species are known to transmit leishmania. And there's yeah. over twenty different leishmania species to be transmitted.
1: But yeah, it sounds pretty unless like Endless supply of leishmania. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So they are considered a protozoa. So that's the kind of parasite it is. There's three ways that the 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 leishmania kind of. Present and and the forms of disease that they do. So the first one is visceral leishmania. This one is, Awful. I think this one is the most common. No. Yeah, and and what it does is it's like fever, weight loss, large spleen and liver, anemia. It is the most common. That particular form is the most common in Brazil, East Africa, and India and they think in people that they estimate anywhere between 50 to 90,000 new cases annually but they also think only 25 to 45% are actually reported so it's it's kind of insane how how much this happens the problem with visceral uh, leishman leishmaniasis is how it's called so VL if you don't treat it, it's considered 95% fatal.
1: <laughs> no big deal. It's fine. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Wow. Somebody's yeah. like, "I'm going to take my chances."
0: Oh, Wait it's up. horrible. I mean, if it I can imagine it's probably difficult to diagnose. Like we'll we'll talk about it, but
1: yeah it's
0: it's stupid i hate parasites
1: so anyways (laughs) the second form let's get out bingo cards and like whoever like gets uh, Yvonne saying i hate parasites don't
0: do shots you'll be very drunk at the end of this one yeah exactly (laughs) oh all right so then there's also uh cutaneous leishmaniasis which is cl cutaneous it is uh that one is the most common form um, and it causes skin lesions, ulcers on the exposed body parts.
1: I feel like you are getting squidgy talking about this because like I picture now just like oh pustules all over the skin and oh, like, God. Ugh, just craters and pustules everywhere. It's like making me
0: <laughs> it's making me all like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So (laughs) then the third kind, oh God, the third kind, and this (laughs) is the one that I actually saw, is the mucocutaneous leishmaniasis. And this leads to partial or total destruction of mucous membranes of the nose, mouth, and throat.
1: So, in the dog that you saw then, I'm picturing now, like, just raw, bleeding gums, like... Yeah, so the, w- the way that we saw it, like, the
0: nose looked like it was, like, eaten away. Oh. It was like, we were like, what is happening to this dog? And I don't know how long they had had him. I, it wasn't very long. I want to say it was less than six months that they had this dog. And it just progressively get was getting worse and worse. And originally... I think the doctor was thinking like an, like a bacterial infection, fungal, yeah. something like that. And it was funny because the doctor I was working with at the time, I don't even know how she was just like, oh, this, it's probably because she's internal medicine, but she's also from <laughs> Australia. So like
1: oh, different yeah, diseases
0: probably... are on her radar than, you know, your traditional.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I work in the South or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. If you've got someone who's traveled internationally, they look for different drug or well, drugs too, but <laughs> they look for different diseases. So, yeah. I think that was one of the reasons why she like actually caught on pretty quickly about what it was and and we were like, "Oh, never even heard of this." So. So, of like the 20 different species, the one that we're going to focus on is is the the one that is, the dogs are the main host for, which is Leishmania phantom. So, um, L-I. <laughs> it is, it's unfortunately, it is incurable. So once they have it, they will always have this parasite, which is kind of insane. That is awful.
1: Yeah. Because this doesn't sound like any form is that great. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like ulcers on the skin, ulcers on your mucous membranes, or ulcers within your visceral system. Like, no, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's because these—they're. This is why I hate parasites.
1: <laughs> yeah, <you> go. <laughs> Cle- clearly they're tiny little demons, just like wreaking havoc. Okay, let's talk yeah. about them. Tell yep. me about them.
0: Yep. So it can be so obviously the the sandfly is kind of the most common way that it's transmitted however you can also get direct transmission between dogs of course you can i know i was like oh okay. <laughs> and then also there have been cases of pregnant dogs giving it to their puppies which makes sense because it is a yeah. blood parasite so it it kind of it makes sense uh, unfortunately uh leishmania and phantom is sp- Expanding its way into the northern hemisphere. So if you live in a tropical, subtropical kind of area with sandflies, there is the possibility oh, of no. this moving into your area. <laughs> and, and part of it is because of climate change and dogs are moving Traveling. around the world. Yeah. More. <laughs> so yeah. just like heartworm, right? If you've got a heartworm-infested dog bit by a mosquito. Now that mosquito can transmit more. Same idea with with this is, you've got an a leishmania infected dog that gets bit by a sandfly and it can transmit. So, yay! There have been some vaccines that have been developed, but unfortunately, their efficacy is is pretty limited, um, which kind of sucks. But it it is thought that it is a step in the right direction. And that hopefully we'll get some better, more developed vaccines going forward. There really is no ideal drug for treating this.
1: Or even really preventing it.
0: Yeah, no. It's not
1: even like (laughs) heartworm prevention or flea or tick prevention. Like it's like. Yeah,
0: no, it's, it yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put them in a bubble, guys. Put them in a bubble.
1: (laughs) Put them in a gated community. They'll be fine. I thought
0: that was a funny joke. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. So you can't prevent it and you can't really treat it, which is super fun. <laughs> so the life cycle of leishmania and Phantom, it involves mammal hosts. So there's not just dogs. Um, I believe it is dogs, cats, rabbits, wild rodents, hares, also wolves, foxes, jackals. And I don't know what a Jeanette is, but a genet. G-E-N-E-T.
1: Well, let's look it up. Why you continue telling me about the life cycle?
0: <laughs> Good job, Torn. <Jordan. laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Teamwork. Oh, it's so, a really cool looking cat. From, it's a cat? From Africa. Yeah, it's the oh. uh... So it's a wild cat. Yeah, it's, nice. like, it's like the cat lemur looking thing. I know oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah, the,
0: yeah. yeah. So it Jenna, has a genet lemur like cool. tail,
1: but like a. I saw one of these in clinic. What? What? Dead series. Now that I'm thinking, well, now that I see a picture of it, I saw one of these. I had a client who had a genet. And I, mm, don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> it, it wasn't. Um <laughs> I'm like, what? I was working and I was treating the patient that came in. No, <laughs> and I'm not saying you
0: were not appropriate.
1: <laughs> I was just saying. The like, person
0: wasn't appropriate for having a genet unless they it it worked it in was a zoo really, or
1: something. But. Yeah, no, they didn't, of course. But come on. Like, I'm pretty sure I talked on the podcast about the, like, monkeys that were on the loose in my yeah. area here and the giant pythons. Come on. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Stuff. It was really cool because it has, like, the the body of a really like of a leopard essentially but like smaller Mm. the head of like a flying squirrel and the tail of a lemur (laughs) and like it's so cute it's so cute (laughs) look it up people
0: so apparently they're also a host for leishmania and phantom
1: hopefully that's that's not not why you were seeing them (laughs) Mm, no i don't (laughs) know it had no ulcers on it right anywhere
0: Um, So sand flies are the small diptera and they typically feed on plant juices. However, they are considered a nocturnal insect and they're really only active between dusk and then the first hours of night and at dawn. In temperate climates, they are active in April to October in the Northern um, Hemisphere. But where if you're in the tropics, then they're... Year round. So basically, the way that they spread the Leishmania parasite is females need blood in order to mature their eggs. So they take blood meals from animals and then
1: plant juices.
0: Yeah. So they plant juices for food, blood for babies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm still kind of sick. So I'm going to blame that. And it's really early, but whatever. <laughs> so the female sand flies, so they take that blood meal um, and they ingest the infected macrophage because the, the parasite likes to go into the macrophages in the blood. And they have what's called... Intracellular amastigotes, which is the craziest word. That's what they're called. The parasites in the macrophage are called amastigotes.
1: If I ever get a boy goat, a billy goat, I'm going <laughs> to name him amastigote.
0: <laughs> and people are going to be like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So then what happens? This is so funny. So these amastigotes transform into pro <laughs> in the digestive tract of the sand fly the the promastigotes i think because they have propellers that's what i'm thinking is they have a flagellum that helps them get to where they need to to get to the next stage in their cycle and then they become <laughs> metacyclic promastigotes <laughs> I love these words. I'm like, I, okay. I it's
1: the next stage, basically. This and then, really sounds like a like Transformers type thing. <laughs> it does, yeah. Oh. So the the
0: metacyclic promastigote <laughs> is then, that is actually what's really infective for mammals. So once they've gone through their life cycle in the sandfly, and then the sandfly takes another blood meal from somebody, that's how it transforms. So it's got flagella to help it infect
1: more macrophages super fun so then optimus prime comes out of nowhere (laughs) all
0: right so after the infecting blood meal, what happens basically is the 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 dog macrophages they are inoculated by the the parasite uh, and those they start to kind of transform back into a mastigotes, and then they just multiply like crazy, which is insane. The problem too is the the parasites themselves have. I don't know if it's because they've evolved. I'm sure it's because they've evolved this way, but they basically avoid the immune system of the dog by creating this like vacuole for it to live in inside the macrophage so the macrophage doesn't realize it's there and then like so
1: it's an inception parasite yeah kind of it's like kind of crazy yeah so it's just like I'm going to go right here and I'm going to build myself a little home and you're not even going to know I exist. Cause I have exactly, an Yeah. Plug. So the,
0: <laughs> the immune system can't even realize that it's there. And yeah. so basically what happens is like these parasitic things, right? The amastigotes, they just start multiplying like crazy. And then once it becomes like this really heavy parasitic load, the macrophages burst <laughs> And then they spread to more cells, so it's it's it,
1: like amazing. invisibly though. I yeah like, I don't they spread to more cells invisibly <laughs> like it just I mean it's yeah I... wow this is like the cockroach of parasites yeah like, can't kill it. And it just goes undetected. That eventually the body is just like you belong here now. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and it, <laughs> in and basically
0: what happens is the macrophages around it are like, oh, this we need to clean up this area. So then it's like they take the parasitic like bugs, miraculous. whatever bad yeah. things, and they and you know clean it up and ingest it, and then it just kind of keeps going. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> and the problem is, you know, the body at some point does go, oh, hey, I need to clean this stuff up. And the places where that happens is in the blood, right? In mm-hmm. the liver, the spleen, and the bone marrow. Like, those are the four places that that kind of help to clean up blood parasites. So that's how they get infected. Womp, womp, womp. Wow. This sounds awful. I I know. I was like, Oh, no wonder we can't treat it and get rid of it. It likes to hide in a lot of places. Yeah. So the problem is the infected macrophages obviously found in any tissue that is infected, right? So the body at some point does go, Hey, there is a foreign invader, And it starts causing this this inflammatory response that causes granulation tissue to happen. And that's actually that that kind of excessive granulation is what causes a lot of the symptoms. So then these dogs typically will present poor body condition. They're not really eating. They're thin. And the inappropriate eating leads them to become anorexic too. So like... It's a spectrum, but they just—they look like failure to thrive at that point, right?
1: Yeah, I can imagine. And then, like, once once they get the like, if they have the cutaneous form, right, then they're going to mm-hmm. show those skin signs of like cutaneous lesions. So they can be like nodular, they can be uh, ulcerated lesions, they can be pustular les- <sighs> lesions. Look at me, because I said all this before I even knew this. Yeah house like, just craters and pimples everywhere just, uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> wow man that's that's crazy and then like they can even have like exfoliative dermatitis uh so their skin can peel and stuff like that too just because like that inflammation and that excessive keratin being built up too mm-hmm. yuck
0: yeah yuck. so they'll it's have alopecia that. hair loss makes sense hair fall the skin's not normal um they could be pale uh for multiple reasons but they also become anemic Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: sucks um and they can have erythematosus so they can have red skin because it's getting angry you can also see enlarged nail beds and it's that which is kind of interesting and that's it's actually pretty common to see that and it's associated with just like the dermatitis that is from the parasite? This is in the absence of parasites. They can get nail enlargement, which is really common as well. So you'll see these weird skin lesions, and then their nails will get really thick and kind of funky looking. So that can happen. You can also get ocular damage. So they can have blepharitis, they can have uveitis, conjunctivitis, again, mucocutaneous problems. So their eyes are going to get infected. Their lymph nodes are going to (laughs) be enlarged um, and it could be hypertrophic and nodular. And it's the crazy thing about it is how big those lymph nodes are, aren't necessarily correlation with the parasite load. So it could be that they have a lot of parasites and small lymph nodes, or they could have big lymph nodes and not a lot of parasites. It, just kind of depends, which is crazy. Well,
1: especially which makes sense since the body, like the immune system, doesn't really respond to it. Yeah, until you it's know? you know, yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's crazy. One of the like classic hallmark signs they were talking about that was glomerul- uh, glomerulonephritis. So we get these, these kidneys that are just mad. Um, They get damaged. Because
1: they're filtering blood parasites? Yeah, Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I bet they're pissed. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're they're so mad.
1: (laughs) They're like, this hurts. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. So they get that kidney damage, especially in the beginning of the infection. And really, you don't realize that the kidney damage has happened, which makes sense, again, because of how the kidneys function, right?
1: Well, I imagine it actually happens, like, more quickly than, like, expected to. So it's kind of like... And like, if you can't do anything about the parasite, even like how long are those kidneys going to filter that before it's like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be very dependent on each patient.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The problem too is like, sometimes you're not realizing they have kidney signs or kidney disease until kind of advanced stages of parasites and they're having like proteinuria or high creatinine is kind of what you're seeing and the problem and, and the crappy thing about this disease the main cause of death from l and phantom is usually because of kidney failure i imagine it's the yeah. first
1: thing that can fail with that yeah kind of i was destruction like everything there. else
0: is kind of gross but like the kidney disease is actually what's going to kill them which sucks
1: that does suck
0: yeah, some of these, some of these guys, the ways that they, they'll present is um, nosebleeding, so epistaxis. They could have bloody urine or bloody diarrhea because they can get ulcers in
1: all their mucous membranes. Yeah, yeah, they have ulcers and
0: they get coagulation problems with this disease because it also of affects course, the liver. Their
1: liver, yeah. <laughs> of course, this yeah. is like the parvo of parasites. Like, <laughs> yeah, this oh is my just god, like- like, it affects everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like pure chaos yeah wow this parasite sucks
0: i know when i was (laughs) reading about it i was like oh god this is horrible thanks (laughs) a lot for making me learn about it (laughs) this is why i avoid parasites (laughs) like i don't want to talk about them they're horrible (laughs) they do whatever they want um so the the parasite can also um hang out in the spleen and cause spleen enlargement Which makes sense because, again, spleen is filtering blood. So that's a problem. And it can also get into the bone marrow, which also causes issues. And then there is some thought, and I died when I read this too, because I was like, oh, my God, of course. They can, it also causes problem with the pancreas. So there is a study out there that actually shows that some of chronic pancreatitis dogs in these areas are infected (laughs) with it and it can be a cause for chronic pancreatitis
1: because of visceral leishmania rather than like the other forms of course of course man this parasite really really it's horrible (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm so sorry for any country that actually has to deal with this bug yeah and that's the thing like the
0: the countries that are infested with these, with this parasite, like this is just the conversation of dogs and cats. Because cats, it's very similar. I believe it's just a different species of leishmania that that affects them more. But,
1: but with over twenty species, then like yeah, makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, this is this this is what happens with dogs, but it's almost the exact same thing that happens with people too. Yeah. 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 Horrible. So, anyways, we'll continue on this horrible rampage of parasites. <sighs> so the problem That's Yvonne's favorite episode. I know. Oh, God. So the problem with the the parasite is it gets into really deep tissues and deep organs. And this is why it's really difficult to actually get rid of them. So a lot of times they'll have relapses of the disease, even if we can get them kind of under control. Um Because of how they multiply and all that stuff, it's just really, really, really common for them to have relapses and have anemia and coagulation problems just because of the damage seen with, like, the spleen and and, uh, the liver. So, we did talk about the skin. You do have to have the presence of parasites, to transmit to the sand fly Mm -hmm. um so if if, especially if you have a visceral or not visceral but cutaneous form Mm -hmm. it's gonna be much easier to transmit which is horrible (laughs) and then if you have dogs that have like an open lesion like that's how they're gonna transmit it so it's just...
1: Yeah. Which is wild, too, because I bet the sand flies love open lesions on oh, the skin, yeah. too.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Yuck. Because they're like, mm, blood. I need blood to survive. Well, no. We talked about this. They need blood to reproduce. <laughs> they need plant I juices survive. to survive. Yeah. <sighs> Yuck. Yeah. So wow. So the females just go, like, full-blown, like, vampire when they get yeah. pregnant. They're yeah. like, yeah, like it's time to like make some babies. Let's yeah. go drink some blood. <laughs> like... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Versus just like plant juice is just fine for survival, <laughs> like for just day-to-day living. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway. So the way that we diagnose Leishmania, um, there are some specialized blood tests to identify it. You can see it in tissue, but it's 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 hard to see it in. Tissue with like biopsies and stuff like that, even with dogs with like full-blown disease, it's it's still difficult to see the parasite in tissue. Drug treatments that are available, not in the U.S., but in Europe, I believe, and some other places, it's just not approved here. Partially because we just don't see a ton of Leishmania here. So mm-hmm. they haven't done the drug trials and stuff. But the treatment uh, may last anywhere from six to 12 months or longer, depending on how they do. Basically, you you want them to feel better. But remember, you're not going to get rid of it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's just a symptomatic treatment. It's not even like a treatment treatment.
0: Yeah. That's a keep it at
1: bay treatment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) they do recommend topical insecticides in general for dogs that live in areas where Leishmania is a a concern. Um, So if you're traveling to those areas, you know, you definitely want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is there's not great.
1: um, Preventions out there. Prevention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is a vaccine available in Europe and Brazil. And there's some others that are under development, but again, they they have limited efficacy. So it's ugh, it's just, it's just poopy. There is a titer, antibody titer that can be done. And it's about 80 to 100% positive for those with clinical signs. So it's considered a definitive diagnosis for Leishmania the problem is, is like there are some lysers and other things too that that can detect it but it's it's not super it's common
1: it's dependent on the species and stuff too yeah
0: yeah yuck yuck you can also do a PCR test on tissues just so like if you have biopsies you can do a, a PCR for leishmania So if you're suspicious of leishmania, you'd have to ask specifically for it. So not something, again, because you're not going to see necessarily the parasite in the biopsy. So it's, (laughs) you have to go on your gut. So the treatment for this is um, n methylglucamine antimoniate. (laughs) Um, That one, it's not approved in the U.S., but it is in other countries. It's basically a sub-Q injection for four to six weeks. And they also use allopurinol. And that might be, allopurinol can be used as a single agent. It's twice a day orally for six to 12 months or longer. That's the one that's really long. In the U.S., you can use miltefsonine. Sure. I've never even yeah. heard of miltefosine, and that one is a once a day oral medication for about four weeks, combined with the alpirinol. Again, this is going to decrease the parasite load, but not cure the patient. So that's that's another thing too. Like if you've got a patient diagnosed with leishmania, it's really important for them to help stop the spread by using topical insecticides so that they're less likely to get bitten to spread the disease. So that's something too, when we're talking to clients, you know, they, they should be very aware that yes, their clinical signs may be better, but they're always going to have Leishmania in their system and they need to be very, very careful of that. So As far as like the zoonotic risk, because I feel like if we don't talk about it, it's kind of bad. We just need to make sure that we understand that in areas where Leishmania is endemic, dogs are that main reservoir for infection, unfortunately. And so it is one way that can transmit the disease. Typically, because we are not the main host, typically it's patients with lowered immune systems that are going to be more susceptible to the disease. Um, they did talk about that HIV specifically, there was a really high co-infection rate of uh, HIV and Leishmania. Wow. Right. And I, and again, it makes sense. Like your immune system is tanked. So that could be one of those big things. So again, if you know someone <laughs> who has a Leishmania patient, and they have immune issues. They need to talk to their doctor. Don't talk to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: they should be aware that it is a risk. Uh, Lushmania. Wow, that is nasty. I was like, this makes me want to not travel to anywhere tropical.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh god. <laughs> At least not with your dog. Oh my god.
0: Oh well, but people get infected too. So it's like it's not even
1: you know like yeah but (laughs) all right Yvonne's never traveling tropically again (laughs) I'll be like ah stand fly just start
0: running yeah
1: she, she's going on that cruise the ce on the sea thing but she won't be getting off the boat right oh so please god. find her in cabin 247 with a lot of like insecticides <laughs> just
0: on all the doors and windows
1: like, citr- no! you'll know you're there when you smell citronella and lemongrass <laughs> oh
0: my god that'd be horrible
1: <laughs> just like bug spray like just vent, like venting out of the bottom of the door oh god anyway please
0: tell me we're gonna stop talking about parasites soon
1: <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> okay thank god oh anyway guys i hope everybody has a wonderful week i think we need to call this because <laughs> it's just been been a oh. wild episode
0: yeah see i get uncomfortable and get really giggly i'm like oh
1: god it's horrible I personally think that we should do this more often. I had fun. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you guys so much for listening and making a commitment to learning. I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Don't get bit by sand flies and we will (laughs) chat next week. Bye.
0: Bye everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at vettex.com. Talk to you next
1: week. Bye.